So here's the question. Is Turkey lost to Europe and the West? I think that the short answer is yes. Uh, a more, well, maybe complicated, nuanced reply suggests that Turkey was never destined to be part of the West, despite the blatantly uniform and simplistic West and so-called pragmatic strategic thinking promoted by the U.S., the U.K., and Turkey's utmost eternal lover, Germany. It was the late French President Valéry de Siscard d'Estaing who was first to say it frankly in 2002. Ziskar said, Turkey must never be a member of the European Union. It was not a question of time, Ziskar said, of Turkey adjusting, trying to adjust to the political culture of Europe, of learning how to conform to economic and legal European rules. For Ziskar, never meant never, because Turkey is not a European country by virtue of possessing Eastern Thrace, a small piece of Europe, cut off the body of Greece and given to her by the victorious First World War allies in 1923. To admit this huge Muslim non-European state, Siskar stressed correctly, would mean the end of the European Union. Today, only fools and the various characters who peddle propaganda can claim with a straight face that Turkey possesses the political, cultural, and religious and social anchors to be part of Europe, in particular in the Western world in general. Under the grip of the new Sultan Erdogan, Turkey has been steadily sinking into violent Muslim fundamentalism and backtracking into previous centuries and dreams of a lost Muslim Ottoman Empire. The most recent expression of this deliberate Erdoganist effort to pull Turkey away from the West, which she never truly embraced anyway, was the withdrawal by presidential decree from the Istanbul Convention protecting women against violence. Femicide is a widespread sport in Turkey, with conservative Muslims heartily saluting the killing of women as an appropriate method of protecting the traditional Turkish family, whatever this entity may be. This latest civilizational outrage is just the icing on the Islamist fundamentalist cake Erdogan has been diligently baking ever since he collapsed the Kemalist military secular establishment during the failed 2016 coup d'etat, which to many was a perfectly orchestrated false flag operation used to undermine and neutralize the military and break its hold on the country. In its aftermath, hundreds of thousands were sent to prison and detention camps the military was cleansed to the bone. Uh, public servants, uh, judges, professors, teachers, they were arrested, they were sent to the courts, they were imprisoned, and the Erdogan establishment unleashed a campaign of terror and destruction upon his former allies of the Gulenist movement 
which continues to this day. Finally, free of not, I mean, when finally Erdogan understood that, you know, playing pro-Europe and pro-West was not necessary anymore. And so, um, he misses no opportunity to froth at the mouth, lambasting Europe as anti-Muslim, demanding no questions asked, EU entry visas for all Turks, condemning Israel's murder of the Palestinian, he says, threatening to lead imaginary Islamic armies to reconquer Jerusalem and the Al-Aqsa, and using illegal immigration as a weapon of mass destruction against the Europe that mysteriously refuses to recognize Turkey's greatness as an emerging world power that won't retreat from her global rights apparently conferred upon her by Allah, the Almighty and Omnipresent. The net result of these ugly tightrope maneuvers is that Turkey has emerged as a burning fundamental threat to regional and even world peace. A fact that, not surprisingly, the U.S. fails to openly recognize, Germany ignores, and the rest of Western countries approach with various degrees of disbelief and what they preposterously, preposterously call cautious Realism. Cautious realism? Are you serious? This is a potentially disastrous situation because Turkey remains the axis of one of the most dangerously, dangerously unstable regions in the world. Now, add to this boiling pot Erdogan's constant flirting with Moscow and his failing attempts to cozy up to Iran's fundamentalist mullahs. Turkey's NATO membership which allows Erdogan to peer into alliance strategies, and Ankara's long relationship with ISIS and the terrorist Muslim Brotherhood, and the picture becomes extraordinarily ominous. Those who still argue in favor of this so-called cool-headed whatever policy vis-a-vis Turkey are literally lost in space. They ignore, for example, that Erdogan, for all his breathing fire and brimstone, is a coarse, acrobatic bully who lacks the economic and military means to sustain a long-term conflict with the West, or his fantastic idea of reconquering Palestine on behalf of the Palestinians by militarily defeating Israel. The more the West procrastinates and dilly-dallies, the more Erdogan is emboldened as he morphs into a freshly minted Saddam Hussein who salivates over his neighbor's territories and natural resources. The question that ultimately emerges then is when the U.S. and the major powers in, in Europe will choose to brush aside Germany's deeply rooted pro-Turkish obsessions and move to shut down the neo-Sultan's ambitions once and for all. Sidelining Germany en route to dealing with Erdogan for good, as we must, won't be easy. Angela Merkel is of course on her way to, on her way to retirement, but her loyal acolytes will be left behind and will be very much present to carry on. But this is the time for unprecedented initiatives. The Biden administration did deliver the symbolic 
blow Erdogan feared most by recognizing the Armenian genocide. However, the jury is still out on Biden's ability to break a steel-plated pro-Turkish lobby in play inside the American deeper diplomatic security and security establishment, which quietly thrived under Donald Trump. This collection of so-called realists still supports Erdogan, to the very same Erdogan who infamously told reporters in 2016 he recognized Hitler's Germany as his model of how putting power in the hands of his presidency would work fine. Thank you. This is the same lobby that looks the other way as Erdogan and his minions, his family and his minions, launder billions for Iran, openly threaten NATO and EU member Greece with a shooting war in the Aegean, and continue to provoke with openly attempting to overthrow the EU member Republic of Cyprus, whose Turkish Cypriot citizens remain prisoner inside the fenced puppet enclave called Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus, created by Turkey's 1974 piratical invasion of the island. It is high time, therefore, for both the U.S. and leading European powers, including and primarily Germany, to remove their blinders regarding indispensable Turkey and begin addressing Erdogan's theocratic quasi-dictatorship with the same criteria applied to all Islamist terrorist regimes that are identified as enemies of the West. Pushing back hard against Erdogan's theocratic totalitarianism will not only benefit and enhance Western security, it will also begin to defend the human rights of tens of millions of secular Turks who live in a state of slow-burning terror and intimidation in a country with the debilitating long-term economic, social, and political crisis. The West must discard its ignoring of Turkish domestic opposition to Erdogan's theocratic terrorism and build an actionable policy of support of those who are struggling to achieve freedom and real democracy for themselves and coming generations. The time is now, and any further hesitation will bring the Eastern Med region and the world closer to an Erdogan-induced conflagration that would cause, quite possibly, a third global disaster. <laughs>